The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and the Raiders squeezed a victory out. Very close. Shouldn't have been. That and more here on show 452. Before I start this show, before I say a word, our condolences out to those who lost their lives in this tragic, needless shooting in San Bernardino. To all the families who lost loved ones, the Raider Nation suffers and mourns along with you in this country, and uh, well, that's all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the postgame for the Titans. Yeah, it was a squeaker. It shouldn't have been, but it was. Good game because we got the W. Then, of course, the pregame for our next contest at home against a division rival, a necessary win against and they need to choke it up there at the Coliseum all that and the bone line should wrap up the show I am sorry we're a little late this week as well work along with some failed equipment well it happens (laughs) we got the show up anyhow so there it is Said it last week, the Tennessee Titans game is a trap game. Certainly shouldn't be lulled into a guaranteed victory. And lo and behold, it was. On a cold and blistery, rainy day, the Oakland Raiders travel to Tennessee to face the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota, of course. As we welcome in Trent Dilfer, Derek Carr, did he check some boxes for you being able to again go on the road, and this time in inclement weather, and lead a drive to take his team to victory? Is that one of the steps we should look for as fans to looking at the maturation of a quarterback? Yes, and I hardly ever do this comparing quarterback to quarterback in a game like it's a one-on-one matchup. Yeah. So you're talking about the second pick of the draft, Marcus Mariota, against a second-round pick, face the franchise Derek Carr in his second year. The, the gap between how two of them controlled the ball, the ball in that game was immense. Derek had no issues controlling the ball in that weather, had total command of himself, the game, the ball. Uh, and that's hard to do. It is hard to control the ball command the ball, different speeds, different location, different depths when it's that bad. Derek had no issues, really, that I can remember 
Marcus couldn't throw a spiral to save his life. I mean, here's a kid that grew up in, in Hawaii, so you assume he played in some, some rainy games and islands, really, really struggled with command of the ball, um, especially the speed, kind of had one speed on the ball because he wasn't comfortable holding it. Derek was able to rip it, throw, throw um, off-speed stuff, was able to throw it high, low, um, on the move, the throw he makes to Crab on the move for the touchdown is phenomenal. I put on Dofer Dime, Dofer's Dimes last yeah. night. I mean, to me, Derek showed that there is nothing that he can't do with the football. Uh, and his grasp of this team, his competitive temperament, everything he showed yesterday, I think, is a massive sign uh, for things to come. This game should have been in the bag for the Oakland Raiders. I'll tell you a couple things that stood out for me. The coaching, again, the play calling, again, especially towards the end of the game, I just don't understand why we try to run the ball in, in odd situations, like they're trying to maybe fool the other team. Uh, that's one thing that bothers me. Also, where is the hurry-up offense? However, without Hudson in the lineup, maybe Bergstrom isn't that strong. You know he had a hard time snapping the ball in this particular game. I got to say, man, this was a stomach churner, and you know what I'm talking about. It was an epic contest of the very last drive of the game, uh, which, incidentally, we were saved <laughs> for the first time I can remember in over a decade by a yellow freaking flag. Yes, the Raiders <laughs> got a good turn from the referees once in a decade. I've never seen it, um, and it saved, this, saved the team. On a fourth and three, we go for the end zone on a lame-ass play. It didn't look like it was very well organized to me, and we got the flag. And then we proceeded to go down and score the touchdown. Good thing for Derek Carr. I mean, we got an explosive offense. I just don't understand why we don't use it. We balanced this game out with 30 runs. Nothing was fantastic, but it kept the Titans honest. Some names I like to mention, Seth Roberts, of course, over 100 yards, two touchdowns, and he looked like a cat as he caught the ball. Seth Roberts, uh, recipient of the game ball. Uh, welcome back to the show, Seth. How you doing, man? What's up, Seth? Hey, how y'all doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. You had 18 friends and family at the game yesterday, is that right? Yeah, 18 family. Family oh. uh, family members, yeah. They, they were packed, man. It was an awesome feeling. Safe to say they left with a smile on their face? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were happy, man. It's a blessing, man. Did you? Do you think that contributed to the way you played yesterday? You've played well all year, so I'm not going to pretend uh, like that was the first good game. I, but. I wouldn't say that that was why I played well, but you know that that topped it off, and you know I just you know had a chip on my my shoulder because what we had to get accomplished, and you know um, I just kept pressing, man, I kept fighting. Well, well, let's talk about the first touchdown. Uh, it looked like you kind of knew the guy was coming for your legs to the left side, and you broke in. What what were you thinking there? Uh, but right before you caught the ball, and then and then from there on after, uh, it was just reaction, man. Um, Derek gave me a great ball, and you know, uh, I kind of caught the ball and, and saw the guy in my peripheral, and you know, just made a move on him, man. That, that's all it was. 
Let's talk about the play before the half, because Derek said after the game, if you hadn't run backwards like <laughs> yeah. 30 yards, you might have had 200 yards <laughs> receiving. Yeah, everybody was on me, man. When we got to the locker room, they were like, man, if you wouldn't have uh, went backwards, you'd have over 200 yards. I was like, man, it's all good, man. Let's just get this W, man. You got crushed on the play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, man. He, he he hit me pretty hard, man, but I bounced up. I bounced up. I got up fast. I, I didn't even feel it, I guess because of my adrenaline, you know? You usually don't catch a ball with that much room to run. I mean, were you just, and then you realize that they just have a wall at the end zone? Yeah, yeah, they had a wall. Says the Roberts is our guest, your Haberman of Middlecoff on 95-7 the game. And then the other thing, and I think everyone that even watched the game for a second thinks is it is pouring rain. And it looks Ooh. like the kind of – everyone's probably played in one of those games on Thanksgiving in a park or in their backyard or something. Right. Um, did it affect the game yesterday? Was it affecting the game, the passing game at all yesterday? Uh, I, I feel like yeah, of course it was. You know, it's it's a different game. Uh, you know, the 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 rain affects your affects the way you catch the ball. So you have to be like mentally strong and you know just stay focused in on the ball and look it in because it you can easily drop it, you know, or fumble. But I feel like we did a pretty good job of protecting the ball. You know, with, with the wet rain and it was coming down, man. So they score, they go up four points, they're kicking off, you guys are down, you know, four points with a little over four minutes left. What's the vibe in the huddle that before even that first play to Amari, they kind of got the drive going? Oh, man, Coach Musgrave just called a, a great call. You know, Amari does what he does, make big plays, and that's really what started off. But before that, I just thought about, you know, the Pittsburgh game when uh, Michael – Made that long touchdown and you know put us in in the driver's seat to well what what was it it was I think it was tied up but I just thought about that yeah. man and, and never gave up and, and said man we're gonna win this game. Well, you had a big catch on the on the game winning drive before your touchdown where you got lit up over the middle. You held on to the ball. Right. W- what's going on there? And I mean, you definitely. I mean, you're the opposite of alligator arms. You got no problem going over the middle. <laughs> yeah, in the huddle, you know, Derek just told me to be ready, man. I just be my defender and. Uh, you know, he put the ball in the air, and I just went and got it. Did you think the the game was over on that fourth down before you saw there was a flag, or did you know immediately the flag was coming in? Well, I saw the the flag come in. I was just so thankful, man. You know, um, I don't know if the guy was holding Amari or what the call was, but I was getting checked out on the sideline for a concussion, and I was like, I'm good, I'm good. I tried to run back in, and coach was like, all right, wait, wait right here by your coach. And then my coach was like, get in there. So I ran in there. Did the refs make you go off the field? Yeah, 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 they made me go off. And then you, obviously you come back a couple because you're fine, you check out. Right. Talk about the touchdown pass, what's said in the huddle, and uh, after that. Oh, Derek just—he made the call, looked at me, you know, and gave our little signal for the play, and uh, he threw it up there, man. I just made it happen, man. He told me he loved me like always, man. Uh, Seth Roberts is our guest. It was on a wet field. You had to—you had to turn completely around to make that catch, and right. kind of watching it, it felt like it was happening in slow motion. Right. Did you think the whole way you had the ball? Yeah, you know, I had confidence in it. Uh, that I had to make the play, and, and I made it. Um, he he put the ball where I can get it, and I went and got it. You just kind of sat there on the ground. Teammates ran over <laughs> to you. What, what was going through your head? Just a relief. You know, I pointed to the sky like I always do when I get in, in the end zone, and, you know, just thank God first. And it, it was an awesome feeling. It's an overwhelming feeling. That's your second game-winning touchdown. I mean, that's – 
you could buy play in the league 10 years and that never happened. You've already had two in 11 games. Yeah, man. It's an awesome feeling. We've been talking about Seth Roberts all year long. I mean, this guy's made a lot of big plays for the Oakland Raiders. He showed up when other guys have been hard to find. He's having himself a monster season, and he's coming off the best game of his career. Seth Roberts here on the Damon Bruce Show. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. I love your story, Seth. You know, you're a guy who breaks into this league from a tiny school, West Alabama. I don't I mean, I cover sports for a living. I couldn't even tell you what conference West Alabama is in. What is what conference does West Alabama play in? <laughs> it's the uh, the GSC Gulf South Conference. And I mean, you got a a rookie wide receiver from Alabama. I've heard of them. Here you are yeah. playing from West Alabama next to them. You take much different paths to the same field that you're both having such success on as targets yeah. for Derek Carr. Can you tell me a little bit about what what's it like to hit the NFL without all the pedigree, without all the ballyhoo, without the major college football experience behind you and the Mel Kuyper hype? Um, would you do it any other way? I mean – I'm thankful for the way I made it, you know, so far, man. It, it was a, it was a struggle and it was a grind, but you know, I just kept my head down and, and stayed focused and kept pressing. It wasn't easy, I can say that there were bumps in, in the road, but you know, I, I I got over it, and you know, I'm just thankful and blessed to to get over them. And I remember training back in uh, back in Miami for the uh, pro day, and you know, I had a lot of a lot of teams, you know, on me and stuff. And, and, and uh, my teammate, Malcolm Butler, he didn't really have anybody, like, talking to him. And, and I, he he went and killed it, man. So that gave me motivation. I'm like, man, Malcolm can do it. Why can't I do it? You know, why not me? So I bet he, I bet that did inspire you. Uh, by the way, for those of you who aren't picking up on the name Malcolm Butler, why don't you go back to last year's Super Bowl? He sort of made a play at the end of it. We're talking to uh, Seth Roberts here from the Oakland Raiders and – Tell me a little bit about Derek Carr and the confidence this team now has with him as opposed to last year. Derek Carr is a great guy, man. You know, uh, he he has gotten better, and I know he would get better every every game, man, every, every year, man. He's in the film room always. You know, he tells us uh, what, what what this guy is going to do, you know, and his strengths and weaknesses, man. He's just a great guy to be a part of. You don't, you never see him down, and he's always, always on top, man, and wants the best for us. So I'm very thankful to be in a room and around a guy like him, man. It's great to have him. You know, I, I, I look at the way that this team is coming together. I look at how you have put your career together here. Some guys have it just handed to them. Other guys have to work harder for it. And I always respect the guys that really have to work hard and grind. And you know what? So does your head coach. I have Jack Del Rio on every Monday. Coming off your awesome game, we asked him about you. Here's what your coach had to say about you and why you've been so successful this season. Listen to what your head coach had to say. One of our coaches, Mike Tice, uh, last week said, you know, he does everything right. You know, you watch him stretch. He he does it right. You know, you watch when he warms up. He does it right. And you know, and, and so you know, we were talking about that last week. And then he has that kind of game. It's, it's exactly what we're looking for: is a reflection, your performance on game day, a reflection of how you are and how you conduct yourself every day. And that's what we're looking for. So it's a great example for us. I mean, he's impressed with the way you stretch pregame, Seth. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. You have to come out with, with the right mentality. And I, I didn't start off like that, you know. I uh I was I was watching someone, uh C Wood, I call him legend. Just how he approaches the field, man, how he's out there stretching, he's always on point, like on task, man, he's focused and you know, I just I just I watch him a lot, you know, and just learning from the best, man. So that's how I wanna be, man, you know. Charles Woodson, an awful big reason why you've been inspired to just be more of a pro. Um, how much time have you spent in your playbook? Is it more now than last year? Tell me a little bit about preparing. Yeah, of course it is a lot uh, more this year than last year, you know, because coming from the practice squad. But uh, you just have to study your your opponent, man. What's it, what is he doing? Uh, you know, how is he going to play me when he's pressed? You know, um, just being on top uh, of your game and just being a pro, man, that's the, that's the main thing uh, of staying, staying on track, you know. Seth Roberts from the Oakland Raiders here on 95.7 The Game. What's it like to live the practice squad life? I'm sure you don't want to go back, and the way you're playing, you're not going to, man. Uh, nah. what, what is it like? How, how much do you feel like you're on the team, or do you feel like a – a well-paid tackling dummy when that's happening. Like, what? What do you feel like you're in the NFL when you're on a practice squad? I wouldn't say you feel like a tackling dummy, but there's a major difference between being on the team and on the practice squad. You know, uh, it's a it's a it's a difference. It really is a difference. You know, you feel like you're on the team, but you know, not really. I didn't feel like that, you know, and I really wanted to be a part of these guys, man, because it's a great feeling, man, you know, just to play and win and compete with, with, with such good guys, you know, like Derek Carr, man, last year. I could tell what kind of fella he was, and, you know, I wanted to be a part of that. Where's the game ball that Jack Del Rio handed you? Oh, mom's got it, man. Yeah, yeah, my mom's Very got nice. Take it back to the crib when you look at that Chiefs defense on film that you're going to see this Sunday, what's the first thing that stands out to you? Uh, they're physical. You know, they, they they got a good defense, man. But, you know, we just got to study, man, and, and be prepared and get ready. I've given you the nickname Slot Roberts. If you like it, we'll keep it up. If you don't, we'll kill it right here. Do you approve? Easy. <laughs> don't like it see no one wants to be cast as a slot guy i understand that but no, I, no, you're no, deadly no. in there easy means that's good like, we oh do that. We oh it. oh i thought you were, i thought you were saying like hold up on that easy easy no, I, I just put you on some new lingo man easy that means all right i'm on it now man i think i think yeah. does that did i just did i just get on fleek <laughs> you got on fleek i don't know about that man practice already done for the day yeah, yeah, we're done for today. Good crisp? Ball hit the ground? Nah, not at all, man. Focus, really. Trying to, uh, we're going to be 1-0 and this Sunday. I like yeah. that. It seems like that's the team message, just going 1-0 and on the weekends. You're not looking ahead. You're not looking back. I like that. That's what your coach was talking about yesterday. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, we have five days. That's, that's what I look, look at. You know, we have five games, but we have five days. And you just got to take care of each day, one day at a time. Seth, it was really good talking to you, man. It was uh, easy. Easy. This young man from a Division II school is becoming a real threat, and I'm loving it. Matter of fact, with Cooper and Crabtree, some of the other receivers like Holmes 
and Roberts are getting some nice opportunities and they're taking advantage of them. I think our coaching staff should step it up on the passing game. Well, they started out throwing the football, which I like. And, you know, I was thinking more and more about this and why I think it's so important to get Derek Carr started early throwing the football is I've said this multiple times on offense. Your three best players are Derek Carr, Amari Cooper and Crabtree. Those are your three best players. But even more important, it's we have to score more. We have to score more points than the other team because we have to make up for our defense right now. Our defense is not very good. So we have to we have to go above and beyond. And if you slow the game down and run the foot, you can do that when you have a really good defense. But if we do that, I think we're putting ourselves in a deficit. And we saw in the second half, we started slowing the ball down. We're trying to run the ball, and it it did not work for us. They're missing Rodney Hudson. They're missing him. You got 22 carries from Latavius for 59 yards, and you can't win like that. Uh, I agree. You got to throw the ball. You got to spin it around. You got to keep spreading guys out and keep the keep the gas pedal down because you need to score points. But I, I thought I thought offensively they had some sputters, but overall they when they needed to get some points on the board, they did it. I, I thought the defense played very well. I, I thought the corner, the no, young corner, Emerson. Emerson shocked me. Six he, pass breakups and that he, big pick. He did not. This technique was flawless. When you watch him on that interception, Mariota thinks he's going to turn and break his technique and run with that nine route, but he yeah. stayed square and he was able to break because Mariota was trying to hit that out route. And he just sat there, and that was a big-time play from, from Emerson. Now he, so I saw a lot of that defense stepped up a lot in the rain, played better in the secondary, wasn't necessarily giving up a lot of good plays. So I saw the defense play better last week, Bill. They were making plays, but they still came back in the second half, yeah. and they put points on the board, yeah. and they went ahead on us. So, yeah. you know, like I said, you got to you keep the – You got to put the – you know, so, pedal to the metal. So what are you saying? Almost, almost play like the Patriots play? Go 65% yes. pass, put him in the gun, and let's go. But this is a defensive coach, Romo. You know I have talked about it. I just don't see him but isn't Belichick? quite I mean, going that heavy. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do to win, too. don't you? Well, Belichick's been doing it for 20 years. He's, he's, well, and he's got Brady. But still, I mean, don't you have to play to your strengths? Well, I, I agree. But I, I think they want to be a little more balanced. But they did when they got backed up and they fell behind and they were on the 10-yard line. It was nine straight Derek Carr passes to go 90 yards. So I, I think it's in them. So we'll you, know, see if you know, just think about self-evaluating or self-coaching in some way and look at the games where we have gotten off to a slow start. And you look at trying to run the football it hasn't worked for other than I just say one game it did work for us because we ran the ball well and I didn't think we could run is against the Jets. Jets, yeah. We ran the ball real well on the edges with some of those runs hitting the outside. Uh, but other than that, we have to put the pedal to the metal. I think we need to put Carr underneath center even more. I, I think when you put him underneath center, it's a couple things you do. You allow an offensive line that's not a great but pretty good offensive line, you allow them to fire off. When you sit under that shotgun, you say, said, hut, they can't get off if they're not as quick. 
when you put him underneath the gun, now you can do more stretch plays. Now you can move the pocket. It yeah. just gives you a little bit more options. Because now the safeties, even with play actions, they got to stop their feet. You turn your back to the line. It slows down the defense more if he's under center and just gives you a little bit more versatility. Well, it's, what, it's what Denver's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Absolutely. have a really right. poor offensive yeah. line, but yeah. because yeah. of the play action pass and because of the way that zone Boot running scheme, right. they're yes. effective running the football. And if we can do that, maybe, you know, maybe you're right, Lo. Cleo Mack, as always, two sacks in this game, did an epically good job. And David Amerson came out of nowhere to be awesome. Thank you, number 25, for sitting on the freaking bench. Uh, you mentioned Amerson has this great game, six pass breakups. He's got the interception. Nico Thorpe wasn't very good. Uh, DJ Hayden was on the bench. Is this the end of DJ, or can he work his way back here? What do you guys think? Uh, he's done. I think that if they can if they can replace him, I think that maybe he'll play some nickel. But you can't start him right now. It's just you. I think when you look at what's going on, he's he's panics. He's a good athlete. He has a lot of athletic ability, but he doesn't trust his technique. He's fast, but he he grabs. He was on special teams, and he got a penalty just on special teams. For some reason, mentally, I just don't know what's going on with him, Bill. I think that he could be a hell of an athlete. I think they're going to try to see if they can trade him out of the year. I do not think that this guy is going to be a starter in this Raiders uh, defense long term. I don't see it. Well, you're, you're kind of getting an idea of the way Jack likes things. And like Armstrong. Armstrong was not performing very well, making mistakes, not taking care of his responsibility on the edge. And what do they do? Bye-bye. They they cut him. You know, so Jack, I think, forms opinions early. And when he doesn't like somebody, now he's benched him now. So they still have him. But... It's, Play emergency it's situation, right? Emergency situations, well, it, he'll be gone. Plus, it started at the beginning of the year. Sia Moore fell out of favor, gone. You know, Ray Ray falls out of favor and started in the Cincinnati game where he, you know, uh, on that touchdown run yep. where he didn't seal the outside. And then, and now DJ Hayden. And look, it's taking a and long time. And the next one's going to be Nico Thorpe. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, and here's the deal with him. Uh, he, to me, he's not better than, than DJ. And, uh, you know, teams are going to make you go, they're going to go three wide, and they're going to make you play with three corners on the field. And the, and the Raiders didn't have a role for DJ on Sunday. He wasn't in the dime, he wasn't in the nickel. Only time they brought him in was when they went seven defensive backs. But who would you rather have on the field, Nico Thorpe or DJ Hayden? DJ Hayden. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So no, you're right I mean, there. I, so I, I the, the, the question is, when, and I think Kansas City will go three wide, and they're going to pick on that guy. Whether they, they, they're looking at, it, they're saying 29 is a pretty good player, but if we run crossing routes on him, making him open his hips and runs, how how good is he? 38 your best corner, but. We're going to get 25 or 31 on the field, and we're going to pick on that guy. So, low. I mean, wouldn't you go back to DJ at some point as your nickel over yeah. Nico Thorpe? Yeah, that now, now, now there I would, but I still, but it's still in a backup role unless they go three and four wides. Then you're going to have, you're going to be forced by dictation of the other offense. They're going to dictate you to put, you know, a corner on the field. And yeah, Hayden will, you know, be, then be in the role more. But it's just right now, I don't look at him as a starter in this league, and that's what's a reason why he's being demoted. And, yeah, he's that just goes to tell you that the Raiders, they have some work to do. But, you know, a, a, there's a, not a lot of teams around the league that have four and five good corners, great corners. So 
it maybe this is going to be a backup role. Maybe he sits back and he learns more. You know, he's sometimes when you throw a guy right in as a starter, sometimes you know they just panic. Now, if you have more of that nickel or dime role, sometimes it's a little bit more easier for guys to play, Bill. So I don't know. Yeah. They do need some work, though. And he was also struggling because they asked him to play outside in the base and right. then inside in the nickel, and his mm-hmm. technique would get all screwed up. Yeah. He'd forget where he was. So now if you just give him one roll, you're the nickel back, but when you come in, you play outside, we move TJ inside, he may be able to settle, settle down and play better. Well, he definitely has the athletic ability. It's now... He's got to trust his technique. And if he trusts his technique and he keeps his footwork in place, you know, that that's what it comes down to. And then now also, too, you got to get a little bit of a pass rush because there's only so long those guys can, can cover. cover if they don't get a pass rush. I, I like him. I, what do you think, Papa? Better inside? Hayden better inside because he's such a good athlete. Sometimes outside he doesn't yeah, use I, the right form. Yeah, I, but I think you then, yeah, but you got to have one role for him. I think where he's getting screwed up is playing outside some snaps and going inside other snaps. His technique changes. Sure, you, you gotta, sure. Your footwork is different if you're inside or out. True. But I think ultimately... He's going to have a big bullseye on his back because he was such a high draft pick. If he was just a guy, you wouldn't be fixating on him. But the other teams are attacking him. The one thing to keep an eye on in the offseason is where Dennis Allen goes because I know D.A. loves him. I think he's the guy that pushed to draft him. And he may get fired in New Orleans if Sean Payton can't score an offensive touchdown. They may fire the whole staff. But if he does uh, still have a job as a coordinator in the league, you may want to make a trade wherever he is to send D.J. there to, to D.A. Now, we did have some trouble, like I said, with Bergstrom in the mix. But, you know, what can I say about this team? I mean, we had fumbles, of course. Those things can happen in a game, especially when you've lost your center. But they came around, they fought to the very end, and the Raiders got a victory. Dramatic catches by Crabtree. That two-stepper in the end zone was so pretty. And Cooper continued to make strides. Michael Wagaman, senior writer for Silver and Black Illustrated and also works for the Associated Press covering the Raiders, joins us here on the Chris Townsend Show, 95.7 the game. Well, Seth Roberts absolutely went off. Amari Cooper was back. We already know about Crabtree. Rate these three right now versus what you've seen from the skilled position at wide receiver for the past few years for the Raiders. You know, I, I said it recently. I, I thought that the combination just first of Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree are as good as any tandem the Raiders have had since Jerry Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. And when they had Jerry Rice and Tim Brown in 2002, 2003, those guys were at the end of their careers. You've got Amari Cooper. He's in his first year. You've got a rejuvenated Michael, Michael Crabtree, who's still probably got another five to seven good years in the league potentially. And now you throw in Seth Roberts, who – Remember, people will remember him. He made the game-winning catch against Baltimore in Week 2. Uh, this kid, is, all he does is make plays. When he's on the field and when, when Derek Carr finds him, all this kid does is go up and catch the ball. And you saw yesterday, I mean, there were a handful of those throws to hit to, to uh, Roberts that were not good throws. They were not put in good areas. He's twisting, he's turning, he's jumping, he's making plays. And, and I love this kid. He's got a, a lot of heart in him. Good kid. You talk to him. You know, real meek, real humble, uh, but a playmaker, and, and that's what they need. I'd say one, two, and three, this is the best receiving tandem the Raiders have had in, in at least 20, maybe 30 years. The Tennessee 
Titan fans were missing indeed. It was like a San Diego Charger game. There were way more Raider fans there, especially towards the end. What a great victory. I know also this, that anyone that went to this game, went to the Friday, Saturday, Sunday events that they had going on there with the booster clubs in Tennessee had a fantastic freaking time. Uh, they, they know how to invite. They know how to care for. They know how to welcome the Raider Nation. Trust me, I've been there. What a great party. Uh, thanks to all that did it because it's a labor of love there. I've been there. It's a great show, man. So thanks to those folks. I'm sure they had a blast at the game and they were delivered a victory, which is oh so sweet. Way to go, Raiders. We got another game coming up. We're going to talk about that right now. It's time for the pregame for (coughs) the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Oakland and the Black Hole and the Raider Nation. I am sure this Sunday that the Coliseum will be rocking with black jerseys. I am going to tell you this sold out event and trust me, people are searching for tickets everywhere. So if you were smart enough to get seats here in this game, good for you. I've been saying it for a while. Put your ass in a seat. You're going to see some great football this season and this Sunday is definitely one you got to see. The Kansas City Chief and the Oakland Raider rivalry goes way, way back. Uh, The hatred between these two division rivals, I mean, the Raiders, (laughs) the Raiders have played the Chiefs since the beginning of time, it seems like. And the hatred between these two teams was really epic back in the day. A rivalry that is lost on today's NFL. At least the youth of the Chiefs don't seem to give a rat's ass about the the meaningful contest. Now, I'm sure the Raiders are thinking it's just another game. They just have to get by. But I know Del Rio is seriously, most seriously impressed with the history of the Raiders-Chiefs rivalries. That's not going to make much difference in this game, however, because these two teams are different like night and freaking day. Kansas City Chiefs come in with five straight victories and dominating victories, to say the very least. Alex Smith started to throw some crazy long balls, something he hasn't done in his history. However, last year's lack of touchdowns from passes are a thing of the past for the Kansas City Chiefs. Their offensive line are full of manglers, and their defense is serious and making some serious dents in other teams. Houston, which was injured, is back in the lineup. He practiced yesterday. Ali and Poe are all monsters on the line, and we got to be ready. This game will be won in the trenches. If we cannot stop the running game of the Kansas City Chief, it's going to be a long day for the Oakland Raiders. Getting to Alex Smith 
is the number two priority for me. I think that if we hit him a couple times, it's been proven throughout his history that if he gets rattled, it could be a long day for Kansas City. It's supposed to be rain on Sunday. That means the running game is paramount. And I do not want to see Murray as the only uh, one in the backfield. Ottawale has got to be in there. Uh, we have to make some use of our other running back options, like Marcel Reese. We have to start becoming more imaginary. We have to change things up. We have to do it in this game because this team is a good team. Not to say that other teams haven't been. This is such an important game for us. And it's really an important game for the Chiefs as well because this determines their destiny as well. I expect blood and bruising going on in this game. I want to see the Raiders play with all heart, leave everything on the field, and whatever that may happen. Even if we lose, I want to see 110% effort the whole way, along with the coaching staff. We need to see a big change as far as our coaching goes on the offensive side of the ball. We must throw the ball and throw the ball, throw the ball till they can stop us. Not throw in a run here and there just to keep them on us. We need to do what we do best. We need to put points on the board until we could demoralize the Chiefs into just giving up. That would be my that would be my game if I called it. Our front four got to get in there. I mean, this game is also a definite mark of excellence on basics. If we don't tackle well, if we don't cover well, if we don't take good angles, all basics of football, well, you know what's going to happen. I hope one thing is that the refs don't decide this game. I mean, I don't want this to be a yellow flag decision, a WRL on that premise. I do believe the Raiders can win. I believe they should win. I believe they're primed to win at home against this division opponent. Listen, the bottom line is this. The Chiefs are going to come in here and try to punch us in the face. I've seen it before, so have you. They're going to try to set the tone early, and the Raiders need to come out mean, nasty, and I mean gut-wrenching mean. And I mean gut-wrenching nasty. And they have to come out there and want to punch these guys right in the mouth and continue to punch them until they get on the bus to the airport home. We got to get down and dirty and in there. And if they don't come out, and I mean, like I said, kick some ass early, and I mean push it on the line, all the dirty things you can do, because I don't care about the flags, I don't care about any of that crap, as long as we beat their ass uh, all the way for 60 minutes. And let the cards lie where they may. Their coach sounds very smug. I love that. I love the fact that they're trying to discount the Raiders. I love that as well. I just can't wait for it to happen. So uh, let's just get this done, Raiders. I know we can. It should be a good game at home at the Coliseum. I hope you can be there. So let's go, Raiders. We've got the senior writer. He's just not a writer. He's the senior writer for Silver and Black Illustrated. Also works for the Associated Press. Michael Wagaman joins us here. Wags, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing great, Tony. Had a fat, full weekend of, of holiday cheer with everybody and uh, ready to go back to work. Boo, but, you know, we have to do it. And uh, 
got a little football in me. So nice. Nice, nice. Well, I look at the Raiders after that win yesterday at five and six, and I look at the schedule. And I can say I think they got their destiny in their own hands. And I've been asking our callers, and I'll ask you, what's the one tweak, the one change, the next five games that will give the Raiders the best chance to make it to the postseason? They're going to have to start playing much more aggressively on defense. You know, um, we've talked and I've listened to the radio show here before you gave me a call, and I've heard everybody talk about the offense and, you know, the – the conservatism of, uh, of the, the tendencies of uh, Bill Musgrave, their offensive coordinator, and Jack Del Rio. And I get that. This is an offense definitely that's built to throw the ball. Although, you know, Musgrave comes from a run background, and he initially said that it was going to be a running offense. The way things have emerged, yeah, it's in their best interest to throw the ball. And the more they can do that, the, the, I think the more successful they'll be. But if this team is going to have any chance to get in the playoffs – whatsoever. It doesn't matter what the offense does. The defense has to start rising up and making plays. They don't have a lot of guys who are actually making plays. You saw Charles Woodson earlier in the year. I'm still waiting for this pass rush to develop. You know, it's gotten better and better, but they're not getting there. That being said, Khalil Mack has kind of stepped up the last two weeks and really probably been playing his best football. David Amerson, I thought, yesterday had another solid, solid game. So you're seeing guys start to get there, but as a whole, this defense is really, really scary to me and not in a good way. You've got to see them stop the run and force the other team to, to throw the ball, get the, the other team on its heels, and when you do that, get to the quarterback, and that's something they just haven't done this year. Yeah, you think about Amerson in the same draft as D.J. Hayden, and he basically takes over for D.J. Hayden. He's a little bit younger, and you start looking at Hayden, uh, you know, you got Kerry and you got Amerson. What is the future for D.J. Hayden? You know, I, I, you know, I think D.J., uh, I mean, I, I think he's got a future in the NFL. I just don't know if it's in Oakland, and I say that only because sometimes a guy's after a couple years – Things aren't working out for them, guys with you know high expectations. Sometimes a change of scenery will, will do them good, and David Amerson is a perfect example of that. You know, this guy was the second round draft pick of the Redskins a couple years ago. Gives up ten touchdowns last year, benched for the second game of this season, and then cut the following Monday, Monday or Tuesday. He's picked up by the Raiders, and he's playing at that second round level. You know, I mean, I can't. If you watch the how well he's played for the Raiders since he's come here, you have no understanding of why he got cut in Washington. Hmm. He has just been, you know, the, the change of scenery, new faces, new coaches, new scheme, it's just been a breath of fresh air for him, and it's paid off. And it might be that case for DJ. Uh, I, I don't think DJ's as bad sometimes as we all rip him for. I think he, he gets good position. He just doesn't play the ball well enough for an NFL starting cornerback, and he's got some size issues, I think, that into it as well uh but uh, yeah he's definitely uh, uh the odd guy looking out at this point in the Raiders secondary Amerson now 18 pass deflections that's top 10 in the NFL and would you say you know it's a sport like no other to where the draft pick is really always on you right so he's oh, a yeah. first round pick he's a second round pick but when you switch organizations for like Amerson now no one cares where he was drafted because the Raiders didn't draft him would you agree with that 
Absolutely. And, and in the Raiders case, they just needed anybody. You know, it wouldn't have mattered if he was a second round pick, a seventh round pick or an undrafted free agent. They needed anybody. And the pressure was off of him, uh, you know, coming in here. I, I talked to him shortly after he signed and, and he was anxious and, and eager to, you know, get a new home and get in with a new team. And he didn't sound like he had any expectations, any pressures on his shoulders. And he's definitely playing like that. Whereas, you know, in Washington, he did struggle last year, and maybe he starts to press. You know, when things go bad, especially for young athletes in their first or second year in any sport you know, at the professional level, you start to press. Instead of relaxing and letting the process play out and letting your skills and your knowledge do what it's supposed to do, you start to press and you start getting out of your element. I haven't seen that from DJ. DJ's just making the same mistakes over and over that we've seen, you know, almost since he first came into the league, and that's a concern all into itself. But uh, in regards to Amerson, yeah, I definitely think this guy's come in and he's making plays. You know, he's having fun. You see, you see him out there. He's one of the more excitable players on the defense, and he brings a life to that secondary. With all due respect to Charles Woodson, he brings a little bit of life back in that secondary that was missing. I don't know that they can run the string. I think they have to to get into the playoffs. But uh, if they can get that offense cranked up and get just a few guys starting to make some plays on defense, they'll definitely make it interesting. Isn't it almost perfect for the Raiders that really one of the main teams they're chasing, the Chiefs, they've got them two more times? Absolutely. I mean, you said it earlier. The Raiders' destiny is in their own hands. And it's been you know, a few years since you could say that heading into December that they've got games that matter. But that's what you want. If you're the Raiders, you want everything in your control. That way you don't have to worry about, oh, well, if we win this game, now we need Cincinnati to beat this team or we need this to happen or this team to lose two or three. You have everything in front of you. If you can beat Kansas City twice, that eliminates from your, your issue. I don't think that they'll be able to catch Denver. I just think that Denver's playing too well and it's too much of a long shot. But if you can get a win there, that's another feather in your cap. And you've got two other winnable games uh, in San Diego, who you already beat this year, and a Green Bay team that's not the Green Bay team that we've come to know in the past. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in front of them. It's on their plate. Now, do they push the plate away, or do they gobble it up like a fat turkey like I did this last Thursday? Mm. Wags, always money in the bank, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Johnny. Take care, bud. Michael Wagaman. All right, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. Get on that bone line. Give us a call. Also, www.RaiderNationPodcast.com. Get on there. Randy puts all the information you may need and may not need about our Raiders and the NFL and what is going down in Oaktown. All right, who's our first caller? We have a first-time caller. His name is... I think Raider you <laughs> that's what I'm calling you bro what's up hey Raider Greg hello Raider Nation uh, solid Raider you first time caller from here in California I was just hearing your parkas right now oh man you guys bought me out man yeah we're losing yeah we're making errors Hey, we're a new team. We got like, we got to have some errors, man. Yeah, you guys talking about Matt McGlore, Tom Fryer. What are you guys talking about, man? Just watch. It's Saturday. I'm hearing your podcast, and I'm hearing all these fans. Man, you know, I love all you guys, but 
podcast that behind each other, man. Next week, we'll beat the Titans. Well, not next week. Tomorrow, we'll beat the Titans. And guess what? We're going to start hearing everybody, oh, how good car is again, man. Don't talk about drafting another quarterback. You know what, Red Greg? Hopefully, you put this podcast where I call right now so everybody can hear it. We're going to win tomorrow. We're going to look good, and we're going to get all good calls. But you know what the most is? God loves the nation, man. We're coming back home. We're going to win the next game, and we're going to keep bird rolling. We're making playoffs. Yes, I'm saying playoffs. You guys are going to get playoffs, man. If you don't have no faith on your team, why? Why go for the Raiders, man? Fuck all those fake fans, man. Raiders, baby. Let's go, Raiders. That's it. That's all I got to say. And guess what, Raider Greg? Don't get bummed out, man. It's not about bumming the Raider Nation out. We're fans talking about our team, bro. It's not about we're we're talking about anybody else's team. We don't give a crap about their team. What we want to see is better play from our team. Our quarterback is great. No one's getting rid of him. I mean, some guy did, but that was one guy to everybody else. The Raider Nation always has put their opinion in on this team. Uh, that's what our show is all about. We always want to win. We always see some good things, some bad things. We point them out, bro. It's not about we're going anywhere. We're all part of the Raider freaking nation. So everybody could chill. Uh, there are some issues on our team. There's some coaching issues. There's some player issues. That's what we're here to talk about on the show. We all want to win, bro. And we're all behind the Raiders 100%. Appreciate the call and the love, brother. All right, next caller. I'm going to call him the Texas Traveler because he drove from Texas to Tennessee to see this game, and he listened to our show, three of them. Man, that's that's epic alone. <laughs> that's a hard job right there, bro. What is going on? Raider Nation, it's Sunday morning. I am in Nashville about to watch the Raiders' next victory. Uh, I actually drove here out from uh, Texas, and uh, with work, I wasn't going to be able to uh, watch the games, and so I just held on to the podcast for three, two weeks. So I had three episodes. So my first six hours of my 15-hour drive were brilliant. Just watching, just hearing everything from the Raider Nation was really nice. I mean, it was kind of funny, too, because, you know, everyone has the real, real good high from all the optimism to Dan, Daniel, Debbie Downers in the dumps. But I didn't see the games, so I, got, I, have, I, have, no, I have no real comment. But it was good to hear everything from the, from the nation. I'm really, it, it is raining. It's supposed to rain all day today. So it's kind of like a little bit of a misty rain right now. So I'm expecting a very sloppy, sloppy game. Hopefully not too many fumbles. I know everyone was talking about Murray running up right, so this might be a little dangerous if he has been having a lot of, uh, a lot of fumbles with with, with at, with as wet as it's going to be. So it's, I guess we can keep our fingers crossed that that's not the case. But anyway, just want to give you all a heads up, share the optimism about the victory, and, uh, and tell everyone have a, have a safe day and be good humans. That is a great call, man. Thank you for calling in and sharing that with us, first of all. Uh, it is funny because I do listen to my shows as well. And, well, when we're up, we're up, we're down, we're down, we see what's wrong, we try to talk about it, and we're up, we're up. You know, even when we win, we have some things we want to get better. You know why? We all want to get to the Super Bowl, bro. 
It's been so long since we've had a winning season. I think we're just so excited, um, and I am, I am as well. I'm real excited about this team. Uh, we just want to see them keep going, but it is a great beginning of a turnaround. I love it. Thank you for the call, bro. I appreciate it very much. Good one. Our next caller is Raider CEO Pride. And, man, if you ever go to a game in Tennessee, you will see this man. He represents big time. Uh, we met him there before. We have the CEO of the Raider Nation right up in the house. How you doing? CEO Pride, Raider CEO Pride here in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, how'd you become a Raider fan? Man, been a Raider fan all my life. Born a Raider fan in Tennessee. There weren't any Titans when I was born here, and I wasn't switching over. Black and silver runs in my blood. That's how we roll, man. What a great Raider fan. What a bunch of great Raider fans there in the Tennessee area and from surrounding areas for sure. Uh, check him out. This is Raider CEO Pride in Nashville, Tennessee. Still standing at the stadium. Raiders just kicked the Titans' ass. It was a beautiful thing to behold. Raider Nation is definitely represented. Glad to have y'all in the city Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Hold it down. We're going to go party for more. Raider Nation, stand up. And that's how it is in Tennessee. It is a great freaking time. Uh, you are a great fan. Thanks for the call, brother, and uh, reminding everybody what it's like there on game day. Well, here we are, man, in beautiful. Where are we? Nashville, Nashville Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> last night was harsh, dude. And here we are, Titan Steve, with this beautiful Titan rig right here. You think we were in the Coliseum, but it's blue. Steve, tell me about your rig here. How'd this get started? Well, you know, we kind of started out in the preliminary stages of a uh, box van, throw everything in the back, and then as time evolved, stereo, seating, awning, grill, and it's on. Well, that's a beautiful work of art you got in there. Who are these two fine young ladies you got up in here? Well, you know, I've got a couple other uh, very young Titans fans here that started out in their mother's you-know-where. And we got <laughs> Megan, and we have Clara. Megan and Clara, well, evidently you've been touched by the Titan uh, virus, evidently. Uh, the legacy, is that what it is? Well, you know what? You still could be Raider fans, really. You never know. You might marry one. Raiders can suck it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, see, that shows that she's Raider Nation for sure. It's deep inside. Because, you know, that's how we roll, too. I, I like the spirit. And, and what about you? Well, Say something. Come on. Titans rock. Titans rock. Well, you know, the Titan Nation is pretty cool. You guys are very, very nice people. I tell you right, we've been here. People have been very, very nice, very accommodating, and very cool. Unlike some places we've been. And our next caller from Sonora, Raider Keith, is in the house. What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Keith, calling from Sonora, just out to the wind, against the Titans. Uh, they squeaked it out, you know, that was a great drive at the end of the game. Defense played pretty well, too. Bad teams, they almost lost to, and I was getting real upset. But it feels good to get that win again, you know, um... Well, you know, I called last week and we were throwing a fit, and, you know, I was getting ready to call and throw another fit because I really thought they were going to lose, man. But I, you know what? I, I held a little faith, and Raider Junkie on Twitter, I hit him up, and he hit me back, and he said, don't worry, we got this one. It's in the bag. And uh, we got to give that guy some credit because that guy, he sticks with them through thick and thin. I do, too, but I thought it was over. 
Raider Junkie hit me up and he said, "This we got this one in the bag, bro. And it feels good. It really feels a whole lot better than losing a close one or losing, you know, a big one. This one's big. You know, oh, it feels good. Finally, again, I get to call with some good mood, you know. All right. Let's go. Let's go get the Chiefs next week. Peace. Yeah, we all know that Raider Junkie. <laughs> good fan. Good dude. Good man. And, well... You know, man, that was a cliffhanger. We squeezed that one out, literally, but it was a W. What can I say? Our next caller, I love this time of year, or any time we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. This is Raider Dan, and he's from Kansas City, and I don't think he likes those Chiefs very much at all. What's going on, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, is Raider Dan. Hey, you know what we're doing next week? Going after them punk-ass Chiefs. Fuck them punk-ass Chiefs fans. My boy Derek, show that heart again. 300-plus, three TDs, and one fumble. Hey, you know, shit happens. But coaching, defense. And I don't have that much confidence in Ken Norton, but a young, gets more talent. About time they benched their bitch-ass DJ Hayden. Man, he's a nickelback. Fuck him. Fuck them Chiefs for coming after your bitch asses. We five and six. They six and five. Fuck them. Fuck them Chiefs. Fuck them Chiefs fans. Go Raiders. Yeah! There you have the annual or semi-annual Raider Dan rant. I love it. Raider Dan, you are the man there in Kansas City. I know if we win, you're going to be the happiest man ever, man. I love it. You have to call back after the game, bro. Thanks for the call. And next from the 937, we have Raider Joey in the house. What's going on, man? Yo, what up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the eternal Raider Joey from the 937. That's Dayton, Ohio. Oh, man. We got our fifth win of the season. Just got done watching this game. Uh, A few strong points that I saw, but, you know, honestly, I'm having a hard time getting excited about this victory. I mean, I know a win is a win, but... uh, we should have beat this team. We should have beat this team by more than three points. Uh, you know, i got to tip my hat to, to Carr, leading us down the field like that there at the end to get that touchdown. Seth Roberts, amazing game. And on the other side of the ball, we finally got some solid play out of a cornerback. Got to give it up to David Amerson. Uh, you know, he looked pretty solid the whole game. But, uh, you know... I'm just glad that. Uh... Yeah, we know. We all know we should have beat this team by more than three points, but I don't understand the dynamic with the Raiders right now. We're growing. We got the W, and DJ Hayden was on the bench, and Amerson did play an excellent game. I'm sorry you got cut off there. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the phone thing. I just want to throw you on there because you had a lot of good things to say, brother. Give us a call back soon, man. We have a first-time no-name caller. The Mystery Raider is in the house. You got to give a name, bro. 
Later, Greg. Later, Randy. First of all, great show. Love your show. Download it every single week. And next thing, God bless the Raider Nation. Third thing, how about the Raiders? Came back. Can I get two claps in the woo for Emerson? Woo! Man, what a game he had. He had a great game. And all my brothers, all Niner, Winer fans, they're all telling me, oh, here we go, same old Raiders. But, hey, car brought us back home. We got a lucky call from that flag, but hey, we got so many unlucky calls during the day, too. I don't know what happened to Murray, though. You know what? One thing I want to say is how much we miss our center, Hudson. You know, he's been down for the last couple of weeks. You could just tell the difference in coverage and running ability. You know, we need that big guy. He's he's our leader up in the, up in the line. But um, great show, man! I'm so happy. We're back in it, and hopefully, it's just a start. Hopefully, we get Hudson back. Car. That was um, that fumble, man. That hurt us, but hey, he came back. Good job, Emerson. DJ Hayden, hey, I guess he wasn't picked on today, huh? But he he was playing. Ready, Greg? Ready, Randy? Have a great Sunday. A Black Sunday. That's Black Friday. It's all about the Black Sunday, homie. Later. Well, thank you for the props, brother. I appreciate it very much. Uh, nice take on the game and the players. Indeed, DJ Hayden is out and I think that was probably the best move we could make. Hopefully, this young Amerson will come out to be an animal every game. Uh, that would be that would be the greatest thing ever uh, that happened to this team this season for sure. <laughs> we need that help in the back, bro. Thank you for the call, man. Next, my brother Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. You guys know him. Good guy. What's up? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. It's Raider Chris, Grant and PA. Just got uh, done watching that game. And I tell you what, I'm happy that we won, but the game shouldn't have been nowhere near as close as it was. This defense, oh, man, they're bad. They are. I mean, they came up with the big interception at the end, but, I mean, come on, guys. This is Tennessee we're talking about here. First Detroit and then the last play of the game down with Tennessee and we pull a win out. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm happy that we won. No doubt about it. But uh, something's got to be done with this defense because they look horrific. But uh, got to give a shout-out to Carr. Played his ass off. And I tell you what, we need we better sign Crabtree to a long-term deal because with the combination of him, Seth Roberts coming out of nowhere and having a tremendous year this year. And, of course, Cooper, that's a good one-two-three punch right there. They don't know where the ball's going. So uh, I hope to sign Crabtree after this year. I really do. I think the guy's balling and he's having fun doing it. Uh, not crying like a little bitch other than he wasn't San Fran or San Tranny. But, uh, yeah, as far as our running game, we got, <laughs> I, don't, I still don't think Murray's our, our go-to guy, our future at running back. I really don't. And I think he struggles. He's... His hands are garbage. He, he turns his back on holes that are there. I, 
I don't know. He just doesn't impress me. But as far as our receivers and our tight ends and, of course, our quarterback, we look we look good, man. Hopefully we can fix up some of these things that are going on on defense because we have a big game coming up against Kansas City. It's it's a, a huge game. So hopefully we go out there, whip their ass, get back down the winning ways, and just just start making everybody start talking and looking our way again, man, because it's long overdue. Red Nation, I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. Excellent call, brother. Excellent car. Car? Carr was awesome this game. He did, you know, 300 yards, three touchdowns, uh, terrible weather, a great game. Our defense was having a hard time, but I think these new players, this new mix might be something we want to look at. We are missing Neuron Ball, like I said. Malcolm Smith can't be on the field. Uh, we do have some issues. Uh, they did bench Hayden, which is another good thing. Uh, we should have won this game by a lot more, but we didn't. And the team kept fighting, however, and that to me is way important. I appreciate the call, brother, very much, as usual. And our next caller is your friend and mine, Obi-Wan Raider. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Obi-Wan Raider here, calling in happy for a fucking change. Uh, yeah, they sure like to make it fucking interesting, don't they? I still think that um, we still need another answer at running back. They really need to utilize Marcel Reese more. I am happy the car shook off the rust and everything else. And atoned for the fucking fumble and missed exchange. I think it is making a big difference not having a Rodney Hudson inside there. But they won, and that's all ultimately the fucking matters. We're going to climb right back into the hunt. Now they just have to play ball without and win out. They can do it. Um, go Raiders. That's all I got, man. Later. Peace. Making it interesting is a nice way of putting... They kept you on the edge of your ass. <laughs> that is for sure, man. That game you had to watch to the last freaking snap uh, and definitely needed some Tums and some Alka-Seltzers afterwards, bro. We got the W. Great call, man. And our next caller, uh, you know him. I know from the last, <laughs> last show, if you listened, this is RJ Rada. That'd be the Raider Junkie. What's happening, man? Raider Gray, Raider Randy. This is RJ, the Raider Junkie from East Whittier. I told you guys two weeks ago I wasn't coming in because I was so pissed off that I would not call into the podcast unless they won. Well, hey. We got a win. It was not pretty, but it's a win. An ugly win, but I take it. It's like a blind date that goes bad, but she gives you a BJ. It's still a win. So, with that saying done, Raider Nation, I do want to apologize, Raider Craig, Raider Randy, for that rant I went on two weeks ago after that devastating loss. You know, um, a little alcohol and frustration got the best of me, so I just want to apologize for that. You know, too many F-bombs, but hey, 
you know what? It's a new week. We got to win. I just hope we can carry this over to next week at home against the freaking Chiefs. I said freaking. Keep that in mind. But, hey, we need to win next week, baby. That would be a really huge, huge win for us. I hope Raider Nation show us full force, ready to give the Chiefs some hell, man. We got to win this game. It's a big game at home. We cannot. We've been losing too many games at home, Raider Great. You know, and I don't like that. We've been fucking, oop, there it goes. There goes the F-Files, but we've been giving up too, we've been losing too many home games. We got to protect our home. We've been good on the road, not bad on the road, but we need to protect our home turf. And you know what? Starting next week, we need to protect our home games and try to win them all as much as we can. But, hey, right now I just want to relish the victory today. I know it's been a long time for Raider Nation. You what, three weeks without a win. It's good to get one under our belt. Like I said, let's hope, you know, we can keep this rolling. As far as the game went, you know, it was ugly. It wasn't what I anticipated, and of course, you know, the rain did not make, you know, everything uh, easy for us. You know, Derek Carr fumbled the ball a couple of times on the snaps. Yeah, the snaps weren't quite there, but, uh, you know, hey, with the rain and shit, you know, things happen, you know. Uh, we're lucky that we came out of this with a victory. You know, we were shot ourselves a few times on a foot penalty. And another thing, I didn't like the rep calling from both sides of the ball, you know, from the Titans to to us. Some of these calls, eh, you know what, bro? I think I think the refs need to study a little bit more, have a little bit more training. But as far as the offense went, we were sputtering at times. I really couldn't understand why we were trying to run the ball because we know who we are. We're a passing team. And Seth Roberts stepped up big time, held onto the ball, caught some balls down the down the middle, held onto, took the hit. He had a big fucking day. But, hey, look good. Well, let's see what the defense really held. I think the defense really won this game for us because uh, uh, they really stepped up when we needed to. You know, there was a couple lapses here and there, but overall the defense, I think, won us this game. So let's see what happens next week, Raider Nation. Uh, like I say, man, we this next week's going to be a big game, Raider Greg. So, Hopefully all your fans get out there and go visit Bat Boys at a barbecue, see Raider Greg and some of the other guys, and come on in. So, Raider Nation. First of all, thank you for the apologies on the F-bomb mania you had last last show. I appreciate you toning it down, brother, because there are youngsters who do listen. Not that we're censoring, but you know what I'm saying. And, yeah, you know, we have been losing too many home games. Uh, I remember a season not too fu- long ago, actually, Mr. Bubbles, Hugh Jackson. Uh, that, I think that was that season. But live, we're, I'm telling you, it is important to win at home for the fans. You know what I mean? Big time. Uh, we're going to get it done, brother. The team's doing a lot better. Uh, it's nice to see him play well. And the Chiefs must go down on Sunday. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller, Raider Red from Southern Illinois. He was up in the house in Tennessee. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and the almighty Raider Nation. It's Raider Red from Southern Illinois. Uh, had a good time yesterday there in Nashville. I'm going to tell you what, man. Raider Nation, listen up to this. I've been to several games from Houston to Cleveland to watch my Raiders play. 
because the uh, flight to Oakland isn't always uh, financially possible. But I tell you what, I swear to God, I was at a home game yesterday. I've never seen the turnout. Raider Nation always turns out, you know this, Raider Greg, they always turn out strong. But uh, <laughs> I would have thought I was I was at home. It was solid. It was unbelievable. I'll have to send you a couple pictures. Uh, I'll send a few rows above Gorilla Rilla. That was a good time, man. Saw the Dominator there. Talked to him. Fantastic, man. Uh, what a game. I tell you what, they made me nervous. They made everybody nervous, you know what I mean? Keep fucking up with these penalties. Keep fucking up. But, uh, you know, we threw the ball. That's the difference. You got to keep throwing that ball. You know how many times I yelled coop? See, my voice is a little bit hoarse right now. Just yelling coop. It was great, man. And uh, Seth Roberts, you know, thumbs up, man. That was a great, great job. Uh, Anderson's coming on. I like him. DJ Hayden stayed the sidelines. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I love the boy, but uh, it's, you know, it's it's time. It's over. Uh, so, man, it was fantastic, dude. we got five more to go. Let's keep rolling. Let's go 5-0 and the end of the season. It's possible, completely possible. We can do it. Just got to get them fucking fucked up penalties out. Of, get them off of us. Keep throwing the ball. Latavius Murray, little Adrian Peterson. Keep throwing the ball. We gotta use uh, Latavius every once in a while, Marcel Reese every once in a while. But we're a throwing team, man. Right now, we're a throwing team. That's just all there is to it, man. Love every freaking one of you nutbags out there. Raider Nation for life. Uh, the fact that you love every one of us nutbags out there is awesome. Great phone call, man. You could just feel the excitement. Listen to this fan. Listen to this guy. Had a wonderful time. And I know you could hear it on TV when Cooper get a catch. The whole place would be, Coop. Yeah, I know the Raider Nation was in the house. We could hear you. Great call, bro. Thanks for it. Well, our next caller from deep in the desert, the Desert Raider, with his own style of (laughs) F-bombs. I thought I'd give you guys warning, but I like the call. What's up, my brother? What up, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. What the fuck, man? What a fucking ugly win that was, but I'll fucking take it. I don't give a fuck. We had to win that motherfucker. For a second there, I thought we fuck, we fucking lost another one. Why the fuck are we throwing a bomb when we fucking have two minutes left? We got fucking timeouts. All we needed was get a fucking first down. And I thought, okay, he's going to catch it. We're going to, you know, shit, we're going to win the game. And the fucking ball is just rolling in the end zone. I'm like, what the fuck? We just lost another fucking game. What the fuck? And all of a sudden, man, I could hear the Twilight Zone music, man. I could hear it, man, because all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, there's this fucking flag. What the fuck? This is what happened to the fucking Raiders? Holy shit. I said, fucking, we've been reprieved. It's like the motherfucking governor calls and said, don't execute these motherfuckers. They're innocent. Shit, yes. Then we took care of business and went down the field and fucking stuffed that fucking ball in the end zone. Fuck, yes. That's what we need to fucking do. Way to fucking go. Fucking offense fucking really fucking came together, man. That kicked ass. God damn. When is a win, motherfuckers? When is a win? And you know what? I'm going to give it to two fucking players, man, that fucking stepped it up. We had players that consistently play all the time really well. 
you know, like Mac and Carr and those fellas. But fucking, I got to give it to Roberts on offense and Emerson on defense. But we would not have won this game if those two fuckers didn't play the way they did. You know, because Roberts came up fucking big. That fucking one touchdown, that was third down. We were going to kick a field goal if he got tackled on that fucking play. And I don't know how the fuck, he's like a fucking cat. He spun around like a fucking cat on his feet and dove into the fucking end zone. That was insane. That was fucking badass. And Emerson, I'm not playing around. That fucker don't play. He's, he's all over it. And he did this in the fucking Lions game as well. So, you know what? Hayden on the sideline, maybe you can learn some shit. You know, we'll find some, you know, modest contract. Because we ain't giving you fucking first-round money. You're out of your motherfucking ass. Or you can get the fuck out of here. If you want to stay a Raider, you're going to have to take the fucking cut and pay because we are not going to sign some big fucking contract. Emerson kicked ass. Emerson fucking kicked ass. Fuck, yes. That was badass. I'd give those guys the game ball. Both of them. Fuck. So fucking happy we won. Because, you know what? Mathematically, we're still in it for the fucking playoffs. But is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. Shit, we got to win three out of five just to get to eight and eight. Is that going to happen? It better motherfucking happen. Can we run the table? Fuck yeah, we can run the table. Fuck Green Bay. Fuck Denver. Fuck the Chiefs and fuck the Chargers. Fuck them all. We'll kick all their asses. Oh, Murray, I don't give a fuck. If we play the way we're supposed to play, yeah, we can fucking beat these fuckers. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, some Raider thing's going to happen. We're not going to get that fucking Twilight Zone mystery flag again. I'll tell you that right now. That's the first time I've ever seen that happen in my fucking life. If I'm a Titan fan, I'm pissed off. But you know what? It ain't shit compared to the fucking tuck rule. Well, I'm fucking rambling on because I'm fucking happy. God damn it. This whole week's going to kick ass. One last thing. Ain't no motherfucking teams coming to L.A. I've been through this for 19 motherfucking years. And every year there's a fucking team coming to L.A. Every few years there's a serious push. This has been the biggest push. But I'm going to tell you right now. No one's coming to fucking L.A. Well, not this year. No one's coming. I'm telling you right now. We need to open the fucking, the fucking Raiders. Like I said before, slap some fucking paint on that motherfucking bitch of a stadium. Get some fucking plumbers in there to fix the, fix the fucking shitters. And we're good. Fuck it. All right. This is Raider Sid. The Desert Raider with a fucking victory. I love that entire rant, bro. Very well done. You said it all. Uh, a bit too many F-bombs, but... That's your style, man. You got to be who you are. Our next caller from North Carolina, Raider Ruben, is in the house. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, what's up? This is Ruben from North Carolina calling in. What a what a win for us. Uh, awesome game. Um, Derek Carr just proved wrong to all his haters, money man, that uh, he's a pretty good quarterback. 330 yards passing, three touchdowns, dang too shabby. Little mistakes here and there, but we got the win. That's all that matters. On to the next one. Later. A little call out on Money Man has spoken. Let's see if he uh, makes the call this week. Uh, yeah, Carr played very, very well. Uh, he's the guy. Uh, he's the guy. As long as he plays well, 
unlike last week against the Lions, uh, we're going to win some games. I guess I didn't speak too soon because here he is. You may love him, you may hate him, but he is all Raider Nation, my good brother. Money Man has spoken. Raider. Yeah, this funny man is spoken. My heart, I just found it. Woo! That game was something else. What can you say? Just when you thought it was over, the Raiders found a way. You want to call it luck, a gift from Al? Whatever it was, I'll take it because it's just about winning. The players didn't give up. Derek Carr did well. It was crazy, but you saw the game. But the bottom line is just win, baby. The weather conditions were horrible, but we saw some things that we were waiting on all along. We saw some actual nice kickoff and punt returns by Ross. Yeah, he fumbled one. But the weather condition, like I said, was horrible. And we needed a return game because, hell, we hadn't seen shit from that all season. The coaching staff finally making lots of decisions with benching DJ Hay. I didn't think that was going to ever happen because it, I, I've, you know, I've always spoke on anointing players, and that was definitely a scholarship player, and he got it revoked. Thank goodness, because now the defense looks a lot better in the secondary because of that. D.J. Hayden is a bust. We said this for the longer, but people want to try to keep getting chance out of chance the story involved with what happened to him in college. That's fine and Danny, but Danny this this is the NFL. And we can just you know let that story go. He is not a bona fide NFL corner. He might be a slot. We'll see what happens. But he is not a starting cornerback in his league. Thank goodness that you know the staff has come to that realization. And now they can now they need to continue to do that. Take Lofton out. Don't even put Lofton on the field unless there's an injury. I would rather have him inactive because he's a he's a bust as a free agent. They need to come to that realization. That is the reason New Orleans cut him because he is not a linebacker in this league anymore. As soon as you get him out of there, get ball back, and let Heaney play, the better off our defense will be. And we also need to, you know, play all the while a little more for the tough yardage. I believe, you know, Murray can still do a little something, but we need to focus on other running backs as well, get them in the game, get them involved in the offense. But, yeah, man, that was a wild one. We got a big one coming up this weekend. 
Derek Carr is going to have to play better than what he did last week. Even better to beat the Chiefs, yes. Decision-making. I'm not worried about his arm talent. We know he got that, but he's not going to be able to make the same throws he did against Tennessee and get away with them against the Chiefs, if you know what I mean. If you don't, you'll be hearing about me when I bash him for making those throws. Hopefully that is not going to happen, and I'm confident that at the black hole we can get this done. We can. We got to have it. If we're going to have any chance of playoffs, it starts now. You got to keep winning. It ain't about, oh, we won more games already than we did last year. To hell with that bullshit talk. It's about trying to get to the playoffs. We have opportunity, but we got to win games. And saying that, Ray Greg, Ray the Nation. I definitely agree with you on the Curtis Lofton thing. I think I said Malcolm Smith earlier in the show. I meant Curtis Lofton. Curtis Lofton is probably the slowest linebacker I've ever seen in my life. He hesitates on every tackle. He's terrible. They got to get him out of there. Uh, I didn't mean Malcolm Smith. I meant Curtis Lofton because he sucks. And so does DJ Hayden. That's another good thing. Uh, Derek Carr can raise the occasion. I know that. We've seen it happen before. Uh, he's at home. I think that's going to make a big deal. I think we can win the Chiefs as well. I appreciate the call, brother, as always. And our next caller is Matty Raider, frequent caller from Albany, New York. What is going on, my brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Matty Raider calling me from Albany, New York, just calling after the Titans win. First off, I just want to say I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Um, uh, What a difference a week makes, what a difference a win makes. It was an ugly win, sure. You know, um, it was right up to the end. Who cares? Um, We got the win. Uh, A couple things I wanted to say about the game. it was good to see Mac have a couple sacks. It's good to see Coop get back on track. But the outstanding player of the game was David Emerson. And one thing about this is I was a week late listening to the podcast. Um, so I'm listening to the Titans podcast after the game. And everybody's talking about DJ. And uh, apparently... DJ's sitting, um, and he needs to be sitting. I don't know what his future is. You know, I've read on some blogs and boards, maybe putting him at safety because a kid likes to get physical, maybe put him in for some packages. But it's nice to see them try to figure something out when something wasn't working. Uh, Amerson was just outstanding. It was good to see our run D, too. I mean, Tennessee doesn't have much of a run game, Uh, that kid Andrews or whatever, but he got like, you know, less than 50 yards or something like that. And, uh, you know, here's the other thing, too, while I'm listening, speaking about that podcast, when did Raider Nation become a a bunch of whining-ass crybabies? If I would have told you going into week 13 that we would have been 5-6, and everybody would have been ecstatic. Sorry. I mean, maybe some of you wouldn't. I know I would have been compared to the shit I've been watching the past decade. So just relax. We're 5-6. and six. We're heading into a huge game against the Chiefs. Okay. Speaking about that, though, <clears throat> um, some, you know, 
I don't want to call out other fans or whatever. I know, yes, in the Lions game, Donald Penn left much to be desired. Let me tell you something about Donald Penn. We'd have that fucking bum Terrell Pryor as our quarterback if Donald Penn wasn't here because Derek Carr would have been out with a season-ending injury. This guy has rejuvenated his entire career after he was cast off from Tampa Bay, and he's kept our quarterback upright. Let me tell you something. When I saw Derek down on one knee after getting hit in um, Tennessee during the game, I'm thinking, oh, God, McGloin's going in, and then, you know, Seriously? You, you you want that again? I don't. All right? And Carr, let me tell you something. You guys complaining about Carr? Really? One of the t- one of the top 15 quarterbacks in the league already. So stop. Any analyst will tell you he's the he's the quarterback out of the out of the draft class last year. The guy. All right. You can have Teddy Bridgewater and his dink and dunk bullshit. What we should have done in that game going back to that was stack the box and say, "Go ahead and beat me, Teddy." Go ahead. Guys, the guy, whatever, dude. You want to game it? He's like a, he's he's Alex Smith. All right, enough. All right, that's all I got to say. Like I said, I don't, I don't want to call. I don't like calling out other people, but let's be real. All right, let's be realists. Okay, it's not as bad as we think it is. The sky isn't falling. And like I said, if I would have told you going into the Chiefs game, we would have been five and six in the playoff hunt with a chance to be five hundred. Most people would have taken it. So just relax. And we'll see what next week brings. We gotta bring this. We gotta bring the pain. I love this call, man. First of all, uh, you made some great points. I mean, Derek Carr is that guy. We like him to play best, but he is playing a top ten quarter quarterback. Of course, we always want more. And Donald Penn, you just have to admit, we don't want him to be kicked off the team. You're. I was pissed because he was a bonehead. He cost us the game. I mean, literally, uh, with his penalties, that was the turning point, I believe, in that particular game. You can't have one player doing that, man. You have to keep control of yourself. Yes, he's done a good job with Carr, but when he fucks up like that, you got to point it out and say what it is. DJ Hayden is gone. I'm glad to see the defense is making changes, and perhaps we found a different formula that's going to work much better for that secondary. I agree. Love the call, brother. I certainly do. I don't believe people are wanting these players out. We just have to call people, keep them, uh, you know, call them on what we see them. That's all. Uh, we love this team. And if you'd have said we were going to be at this position this year, uh, I thought maybe we'd win five games. After the first game, I thought we wouldn't win any games. So the season's been kind of up and down but way more up, and I am very proud of the way our team has responded so far this year, and let's see a better better uh, performance in Oakland on Sunday against the Chiefs because we got to have it. Thanks for the call, bro. Well, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. Sorry it's late. Things happen. Like I said before, work Uh, technical difficulties all that so on that note we can't beat the Chiefs Sunday I am pumped I am ready and I know our Raiders are ready to play for that home crowd let's see your ass there if you get a chance let's go get them Chiefs Raiders I am Raider Greg and I am out out